James Joel Smith, who's at Joel Smith 272, wants to know the following. Is the internet making us an angrier society? Absolutely not. Great episode. Okay. Enjoyed talking <laughs> to you today, James. All right. This episode was sponsored by <laughs> the angry internet. <laughs> um, no, here's why. I, uh, I think actually it's the opposite. I think the internet's making us a more compassionate society. Now, of course, you remember the angry moments like there's that famous joke um the guy's typing on the computer you know honey i can't go to bed right now somebody's wrong on the internet <laughs> but but that's it okay yes there's the whole that's the first time you've ever said there's a famous thing that i actually knew the thing <laughs> because i've probably said it before yeah, on yeah. this thing fair enough on this famous thing but i think the whole internet trolling thing happens and the whole internet bullying thing happens but i think in general it was such a great thing for me, not only the internet, but then social media, where I can actually like see what my friends are up to without having to call them. Like I'm, I'm somewhat antisocial. Like you and I hardly ever. When's the last time we actually spoke on the phone? I don't know if we've ever spoken. I, I think the only time you and I have ever spoken on the phone might have been like ten years ago. Was when we had a backgammon date and like you didn't show up, and I emailed you and I didn't hear, and then I'd actually call and say, James, you coming? And you're like, Yeah, sorry, I'm late. I think that was our one phone conversation. Oh, okay, ever. so right, so so like I'm not. I don't. But that's because that. we don't like each other. <laughs> I think people who like each other talk on the phone. I don't know. I must not like anybody because I don't really talk on the phone I don't at know. all. The phone's the worst. Isn't yeah, it? and I have a hard time hearing people on the phone huh? these days. <laughs> that was a good joke, but um, uh, but on that's, the internet, isn't it, isn't it amazing how bad like landline services now? Yeah, because it's all based on a protocol developed by a small company called AT&T in 1957. <laughs> so and the protocol hasn't changed. That's why Skype is much more clear than the phone. But I think with the internet, not only can I communicate to you via email, I don't have to communicate with you at all to see what you're up to and everything going on in your life. I could, you, you, unfortunately, you don't have a Facebook page, but everyone I went to first grade with I can see how their babies are doing. They're eighteen-year-old babies. The people I went to first grade with. You're I can watch such them. a pedo. I, I can watch them graduate high school. I would never call. Up, I don't think you should talk anymore about this. <laughs> I would never call up like Matthew Bradley, like my six-year-old best friend, at, when we were six. We were both six. I would never call. <laughs> It's not like he's my best friend right now. <laughs> I would never call him up and say, hey, Matt, tell me all about your five little kids who are now 27 years old. I would never do that. But now I could see because of the because of this the World Wide Web, www, triple dub. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Facebook. Okay, point taken, point accepted. But in uh, so you like to talk about autobiography as advice. Yeah. So you just answered the question... Is the internet making us an angrier society with saying it's been great for me? Yes. Okay, so that's fine. And maybe everyone no, in the world the, is I like James Alter. I think well, the average okay, person is like let's me. Have a little, let's have a little evidence. What, what makes you say beyond yourself that the internet is not making us? And by the way, if I have time to bring up my answers to this question, uh, I will. And, and I'm in agreement with you. I'm not, I'm not challenging you on this. I think right. the internet has not been a, um, uh, you know— a flamethrower that that burns more people than it allows to do well with. I have a political reason too for saying that the internet makes us a, a kinder place. Um, 
In well, other words, another non-empirical reason. Well, I'm not. I I don't know. I'm not really a big fan of empiricism. Like, I mean, so, you know, you look at all. Yeah, because like science and yeah, they're all made, yeah. Well, that's how, all made up. How right? many how many thousands of drugs did the FDA recall after doing tons of scientific tests well, on, on drugs? Not thousands, but yeah. And, how, and and as you have mentioned repeatedly, statistics are so easily manipulated. So. I think you can look at anecdotes and if you look at enough and you see enough in your life, okay, you can't say everyone could be a billionaire because Bill Gates is a billionaire, but you can say, I can look at like my kids and how they use the internet. They post a photo, the photo gets 200 likes. It's not like they would show a photo to 200 friends and 200 friends would say, oh, I love this photo, but they could get that dopamine rush Mm -hmm. of having their friends like What about the flip side though? What about either you post a photo and nobody likes it or more darkly? You post a photo, and uh, and people, or maybe just one person, um, attacks or assaults or besmirches your reputation or yeah, so that attacks happens. your emotions. Yeah, it happens. So, that happens. so you learn to deal with those situations. But in general, right, so that so that sounds like someone who hasn't been, let's say, crippled by that kind of attack, but Although we know there have I, been. I, but I, you, I'm sure you've been attacked a lot. I've been attacked, I've had death threats. Like, I've been attacked huge amounts of times. What did you do that prompted the death threats? I'm not saying that you're to blame. Um, this was, I've had it over two different articles. One is where I said, no war can be justified, and another where I said, nobody should go to college. The one, no one, I said, where I said, no one should go to college, a senior at Brown uh, sent me an email with a death threat and I actually called Brown University's security and they're like ah he's a senior just are you really want to cause him trouble <laughs> he said yeah we've had a problem with him before he threatened a librarian do you really want to cause this kid a problem though he's almost now, about to graduate now did you knowing you I would think that you would like offer him an internship I didn't but that's a good idea I wish I I wish I had been more me then Ugh, is this another QOD, Stephen, where we don't even have an answer? Let's just think it over for a second, and then we'll be right back. Thanks to Squarespace for sponsoring this episode of Question of the Day. Whether you need a landing page, a beautiful gallery, a professional blog, or an online store, it's all included with your Squarespace website. Designing your website should feel fun and creative, and with Squarespace's simple, intuitive process, it actually is. You can add and arrange your content and features with the click of a mouse. Squarespace also makes adding a custom.com domain name to your site simple. If you sign up for a year, you'll receive a custom domain for free for a year. Squarespace also offers award-winning templates and customizable settings. Trying to run a business website? Well, Squarespace can help you there with easy-to-use and seamless commerce tools. From nationally recognized brands to your favorite local shops, Squarespace is trusted by hundreds of thousands of savvy shop owners around the world, including all the tools you need to track inventory, process orders, and send custom emails in one intuitive interface. Squarespace Commerce allows you to understand every aspect of your business. And here's one of the most important parts. Squarespace offers 24-7 customer support. This isn't 9 to 5 Monday through Friday, delayed response stuff. If you have a problem getting your website to look or act like you imagine it, one of their team is always online to assist you. No question or problem is too big or too small, and every member of the customer care team is an experienced Squarespace user working in a Squarespace office. Start your free trial today at squarespace.com and enter offer code QUESTION to get 10% off your first purchase. 
Squarespace, set your website apart. I should say that this question is hard. It's hard to measure this, right? I mean, there are people who are trying to measure the societal effects of, quote, the internet, which are large and and it's hard to do. But one theory is that you're right. You, when something horrible and dark and maybe violent happens and it's aided by the internet, it's very easy for the people who are kind of professional shouters, and I would include the media in that, to say, and you us. see, well, maybe, you see uh, the internet is uh, facilitating bad, angry, violent behavior. If terrorists can find a place, a way to communicate globally that they couldn't before, well, that's plainly um, having a bad overall effect. On the other hand, you could say, well, first of all, the internet is a set of tools that like any set of tools, you know, knives, fire, whatever you want to come up with can be used for good and used for ill. And over time, mostly, most of these things are used for good. But additionally, you could say that, well, even when people communicate at the nastiest level on the internet, the most racist, hateful, whatever it is, right? One could argue that that could serve as a proxy for the actual violent things they would do. So this is really, again, hard to measure. I'm waiting for brilliant social scientists to actually... Well, you know, one thing you can measure, though, is just the numbers. So Facebook's got, what, 1.7 billion members? So that makes it the size of the second largest country in the world essentially that we're all and we're all speaking different that's, languages you're saying that's smaller than china wouldn't it be the largest china's bigger than 1.7 billion yeah china's like 2 billion isn't it is that true I don't yeah know. india's I lost, a billion and china's track. 2 billion my friend was supposed to update me usually every day with those numbers you got a friend right, go <laughs> a friend who updates you every day on yeah, the population, the china population. Numbers. yeah go ahead but um who says we should define world unification and world peace by national boundaries like just like everyone was so upset uh britain left the eu so what like facebook though keeps adding people and so i get to become facebook friends with people in iran and get really like what's the state of 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 affairs there as opposed to what i read in the media like and i can actually become friends with people from all sorts of countries and learn about their cultures like unification doesn't have to be measured just in terms of nationalism and, and the breakdown of it perhaps it's measured in how big facebook grows so, or how big social media in general grows, or how how much how connected we are, uh, and how much we use those connections per year. Like now, I actually do communicate with thousands of people per year, as opposed to ten people per year when I just had the people on my block. So, again, that's making the argument that it works for you, and I would argue but, it works for me too. It works for most people, though. Most people have more Facebook friends than they have real life friends. Right, and some people would argue that that uh, swapping out contributes to uh, a lessening of social trust and community. By the way, China—I uh, hate to say it—you were uh, China doesn't have two billion people. It has one as of today, according to China China World Worldometers Info Worldometers Info. Oh, I like this. It's very specific. The current population of China is one billion three hundred eighty-two million seven hundred twenty thousand seven hundred thirty-seven, and. But, so that makes Facebook then the largest, the country, largest in the world. country in so the world. So Facebook is like the world unifier as opposed to any one empire kind of gobbling everyone up. Let me ask you one more question about the interwebs. So we recently put out an episode of Freakonomics Radio called, I think it was called, Is the Internet Being Ruined? And it was mostly academics talking about two ways in which the internet has changed a lot since its original design. One kind of the um, the degree to which 
uh, a few small companies, uh, including Google and Facebook and Apple, whatever, have created either ecosystems or specifically created ecosystems or have um, put up some kind of gates that allow them to uh, control is a hard word, but to to control to some degree the amount of how we interact and what we see in the news and so on, right? So there's like the gatekeeper argument. But there's always the gatekeeper argument and media well, anyway. But, so. the point, but the point is is that the, the early promise of the internet was that it was different, right, in that it would democratize. And I'm curious your thoughts on that because I can see very, very plainly both, you know, positives and negatives on either argument actually. Sure. So first off, I remember 1993, I think it was, um, the internet was mostly used by people academic, like you, people like me. Yeah, people who were in graduate school in computer science and academics and so on. And we were so upset. There was like it was like it was like Black Friday or something. AOL let their members use internet. <laughs> u- there wasn't the web then. There was Usenet, like all the internet message boards. And AOL let their members use Usenet, and that was like the end of the internet. There was even talk of setting up an internet too to get rid of all the AOL people. So there's always this argument that um, oh, some other gatekeeper is going to unleash their people or do their thing or whatever. I think in general, like. For me, the way I use, and again, this is just me, so you're right, that that argument holds, it could be different for other people. I don't really go down my Facebook feed. Instead, what I do is I join Facebook groups with like-minded people, so there's an argument of some sort of balkanization of interest. Uh, Could be a nudist group, it could be... uh, Pedophile I'm in like 40 different Facebook groups, so... Uh, and uh, I see what all, all the, my friends are interested in, what they talk about, and we have these ongoing discussions, and that's fun. For me, that's social and fun, and it's something I wouldn't, I wouldn't call all these people up all day long, like, hey, like, what, do you, what chess books are you collecting today? Like, I'm in a chess book collector's group. Uh, so, you know, you, you use it for what it is, but I think in general, it's created a more, I, from all the people I know, not just me, it's created a more social, interactive, fun, thriving environment, which is why we use it all day, why people are on their phones all day long looking at their feeds. Final question of the day. Ye- I'm curious to for you to recall your very first internet interaction. My very first internet interaction was 1986, I was working as a computer uh, like help desk assistant at Cornell, and I was signing on to, uh, I couldn't believe I could sign on to some message board and talk about some game I was playing with somebody from the Netherlands. Like, oh my God, I'm here, and he's in the <laughs> Netherlands, and we're kind of friends now. And it was this amazing thing. But now that's like a common thing. Like that feeling of excitement is now an everyday feeling of excitement. And how did that change the way you thought about yourself, if not in the moment, uh, as a kind of human part of I the- felt like I suddenly had a much wider circle of people I could potentially trust and learn from, and that continues to this day. Can't wait until next week for more QOD. Hear a bit of our next show right after this. My name is Katie Couric. I love to talk and I love to ask questions. Have you always been a feminazi like me, Rebecca? I was born a feminazi. There is so much coming at us fast and furiously every day, but I don't think anybody's explaining it very well. 
And that's why I wanted to do this podcast. Right now in the polls, Hillary beats Donald Trump. I know, but polls schmoles, Esther, right. to go a little deeper than the wrestling match that you currently see on cable television. It does make you think that what we do here is important to generations beyond us. So listen, subscribe, and let's help each other figure out what's going on. Join us next time on Question of the Day, which will sound something like this. You and I have managed to retain a friendship largely because we get together every week and we play backgammon. Do you think in general it's good for people to get good at games or you think it's damaging, it's a waste of time? So, like, for instance, many parents would argue it's damaging for their kids to play games. What kind of parents are they? Question of the Day is produced and mixed by Nathan Rossborough with Allison Hockenberry. 